Good morning. Welcome to our training call for Gain and Retain University. I am really stoked to be talking about this topic because I wanted to talk about it two weeks ago, but my family got hit with the stomach flu. So I appreciate everybody being flexible and being here today. So we are going to dive in like why it's important and how you can really effectively create that person so that you can market better. Because as we go forward with all of the things we're going to be learning this year and implementing this year, it's really important to build your marketing strategy around the person that you want to attract into your business and that you want to be shopping from you. I will note that I also, right after I got a stomach flu, I got a nasty head cold. So I am still very congested. You can hear it in my voice. If I have to stop to cough, I apologize. <laughs> but um, we're, we're moving through it because I did not want to miss this training. This is one of the most important things when I work with clients in my one-on-one containers. This is one of the first things we start with because everything stems off of who you're serving in your business, who your audience is, and who you want to work with on a regular basis. So when we're creating raving customers, because that's our theme right now, that's what we're going through the um, for the last few weeks and for the next few weeks going forward as well. When you're creating these raving fans, it requires that you know who your customer is at a really deep level. Not just like, oh, she's a mom who's between 30 and 35 and she stays at home. That's surface level. That's not enough. We really have to know this person intimately. This ideal client has to legit be your best friend. You have to know everything about this person so that you can get into their mind and market to them appropriately. Market to solve their problem or help make their life better, bring more joy to their life, right? So that is so, so, so important. Often we find that there's some resistance around identifying your ideal client because the first thought is what? Well, if I narrow down my client pool, then I have less people buying from me and then I make less money. But in reality, like you've probably heard a million times, when you market to everybody, you market to nobody, right? Because it doesn't catch anybody's attention. It doesn't elicit a visceral reaction. It doesn't make people excited to buy from you because it's kind of lukewarm, right? They're not really, they're not really sure if you're talking to them. You could be, but you might not be. And that's not what you want. You need to be speaking directly to the person that you want to be buying from you. And this is what is going to create a higher likelihood that they will actually purchase from you, right? Other people are just going to skim by. They're going to scroll by. They might buy from you every once in a while. But when you're speaking directly to this ideal client or customer, they are the ones who are going to come back on repeat. They are the ones who are going to become raving fans, right? And you might even know a specific customer in your business right now who you're like, hey, that person is my ideal client. So I'm going to grab what I know about them. And that's going to be my starting point for building out my ideal client because I already know someone in real life who exists in that way. And that's what it was for me when I started building my ideal client for this business was that I knew somebody personally. I knew who I wanted to work with personally. And that's evolved and it will evolve for you as well. But that's a really great place to start if you're already in a place where you have a few customers that 
really are at that standard of like, this is the person that I want to serve. So let's go over a brief definition of kind of what an ideal client is. The person that you want to serve the most and the person that will benefit from your product or service. This is the person who is your ideal client. Now I want to make a distinction. Ideal client or customer and target market are not the same thing. Target market is typically much less specific. Target market is usually looking at demographics only, which is going to be like age, marital status, where they live, how much money they make, those kinds of things, right? Target market is higher level. Ideal client is going to go deeper, right? Ideal client is much more specific. So you can have a target market and that's fine. My target market with my business, my coffee business is 35 to 45 year old women who own French bulldogs and are fairly affluent, right? So that's, that's my target market. My ideal client is much deeper than that because that is who I'm going to talk to specifically in my marketing. And if you don't have an ideal client, it's going to be so much harder to create marketing content because you don't know what to say. This is where you come up against roadblocks of like, oh, what do I need to post today? I'm just going to post a reel full of photos. That's good enough because I don't know what this person needs to hear from me because I don't even know who they are, right? So we've got our target market, which is fine, but you have to take it down a level and really figure out who your ideal client is. Neiman Marcus just made kind of a controversial announcement about how they're focusing on their top 2% of customers. Well, the reason for that is their top 2% of customers contributing to 40% of their sales. So their top 2% are making a huge dent in what their overall yearly sales are, right? So they're going to focus on those people. That's their target market. Very, very, very rich, probably women, probably older women. I don't know. They haven't come out and been very detailed about it, but people are like, well, why are they focusing on these people? Maybe that's not fair. Well, Neiman Marcus is a very high-end company. And it makes sense for them to spend their marketing dollars there. But their ideal client is, I guarantee you, way more specific than, you know, rich 55-year-old. It's way more specific than that. Now, you're not gonna, they're not going to come out and announce what that looks like to us. But I guarantee you that it's very, very specific. And that's who they're creating marketing for. Your ideal customer or client is not a should-be list. And that's one thing that I really want you to take in. I don't want you to create your ideal customer or client based on what you think they should be, what you think should fit with your product, what you see other people doing, what Target is doing, or what this small business is doing. It should be designed based on who you, as the business owner, want to work with and want to serve, okay? This is where you get to decide, what does this look like? Who is this person? What will bring me joy as far as the person that I work with? And who am I going to best serve? Who is going to be best helped by what I have to offer? Because at the end of the day, we're selling products or services because we want to help people with something. You know, it could be very minuscule thing that we're helping them with, but we're making their day better or solving a problem, bringing more joy to their life, right? So that is really important. Don't look around you and see what everybody else is doing and what you think your ideal client should be, or even what you think your ideal client is the easiest to be. Who in a dream world is your ideal client going to be? And that is where we're going to go. Now, this does not cover everyone who will buy from you. 
when you design an ideal client or customer, is that going to be this person coming to your website or to your Instagram or to markets every single time buying from you? No, there's going to be tons of people who don't fall specifically in your ideal client, but they resonate with a piece of your marketing or they've um, gotten a recommendation from your ideal client, or they just happen to like what you have to sell, right? Not everybody's going to fall in that category. But again, when you are marketing to your ideal client, you are going to attract more of those people. And when you attract them into your world, that grows bigger. And those people tell the people who are similar to them about you and about your business. And then all of a sudden, you've created this pool of customers that you love and adore and want to serve instead of having a ton of people that are like, "Eh, they're not very nice. You know, they're kind of rude to me, but they spend money. So it's fine. We don't want that. Like, no, their money's no good here. We want people who are, who jive with us in our brand and who are fun to work with, right? That's not to say you're not going to get upset people every once in a while or people who are not a good fit for your uh, business, but this is going to help mitigate that. Now, when you skip the ideal client, like I said, it's much more difficult for you to create marketing content. It's easier to come up against a wall because you just flat out don't know what to say, right? You don't know what marketing strategy is going to work effectively because you don't know who you're even talking to. So there's five basic steps that we're going to go through when it comes to identifying who your ideal client is. You can jot these down if you want. I'm working on a workbook. I'm slowly but surely adding additional upgrades to this program, which I'm really excited about. So I am working on a workbook. It's just going to take me a few weeks to get that done. But once it's done, you'll have other space where you can you know, kind of compile all this stuff in one spot. But basic demographics are where you're going to start, right? So age, gender identity, where they live, what their education level is. Those are really basic things. You know, do they have kids? What's their marital status? Any kind of demographics that you feel like you want to know about this person. And again, these are like the target market specifics. These are the things that are very high level that are not um, super specific, but it's good to know them about your ideal client. So those are your basic demographics. The second step is going to be their likes or dislikes. And this is where you really get to play and have fun. What does their media consumption look like? What hobbies do they have? Do they have a job or do they stay at home? Where do they shop? Where do they eat? What do they do for fun? Like, what things do they love? Like, are they obsessed with coffee? You know, there's so many different things that you can play with there. And these are things that are going to allow you to create better, more exciting, more fun content. Your ideal client is often a former version of yourself. So you can kind of introspectively look at yourself and think, okay, well, what are things that I like about myself or things that I don't really love that my ideal client would also not really love? So are there certain, does, do I hate sushi and my ideal client? Yeah, sure. She's going to hate sushi too. You know, what are those things? Like this is where you get to be so imaginative And just really, really have fun. This is like when you used to play Barbies as a kid and you got to create these personalities for your Barbie and create the world they lived in. And that's what you get to do with your ideal client. So then we're going to look at getting inside of their head because this is where we help them to really solve any problems or increase joy, make their life better. This is where we really get into why our product or service is going to help them and how it's going to serve them. So what self-talk do they use? What do they use at their highest? What do they use at their lowest? How are they talking to themselves? 
How do they feel in a normal day? What stresses them out? What brings them joy? What frustrates them regularly? And what problem do they have as it relates to your product or service? Now, this doesn't have to be like, oh, they can't, you know, they can't function in the day without my product. It doesn't have to be that literal, right? It can be they are so annoyed by their kids' clothes always getting holes in the knees and they feel like they're always running to Walmart to buy new pants. Okay, I'm pretty sure Erica's on. So Erica, your product would fix that problem, right? They're always running to Target or they're always running to Walmart to buy new clothes because they're getting stained and ruined, but your product could solve that problem. Now, in the general scheme of things, is that like a huge problem? No, probably not. But for a mom who's busy, who doesn't want to be constantly running to the store with small children because hello, going to the grocery store or to Target with little children, not the funnest thing to do, right? It can make a big impact, right? So what problems do they have as it relates to your product or service? And this is a limited number of questions. I didn't want to give you an overwhelming number of questions, but you can add other stuff. Add whatever you want. Whatever you think this person is going to have as far as traits or concerns or whatever details you think of, keep that written down. Keep that in a customer profile because again, that's where you can go back to say, okay, I have literally a gold mine of all this different type of content that I can create that's relatable, that's fun, and that will also inspire action. Now, the last two steps are going to be their do's and don'ts. So these are going to be things, traits that you want, that you do want, and traits that you don't want in your ideal client. And this is a really good one to think about too. Particularly if you've had bad experiences with customers or clients, you can draw from that experience to really think about what traits do I not want in an ideal client. And again, on the opposite side of that, do you have a really great customer or client that you love working with? And you can take some traits from there that you do want to see. Examples of things that you might want to see in your ideal client would be they're kind, they're responsive, they pay on time, uh, they pick up their orders promptly, right? They don't leave them on your porch for two weeks. They share your business with others. They return to purchase often and they treat you with respect. Some examples of things that you might not want in your ideal client would be that they expect immediate responses from you when they message you on social media or they email you. They leave negative feedback without talking to you first. They talk badly about you or other small businesses to their friends, and they expect you to replace packages that USPS lost. These are just ideas, like things that maybe in my mind, I wouldn't necessarily want my ideal client. You add whatever you want. Whatever you want, you add to it. You, again, you get to be creative and you get to create who this person is. Now, another fun thing that I like to do with my ideal client is give them a name because it makes them more of a person. It makes it feel like, okay, this is a, a friend that I know that trusts me, that will take my recommendations. And I am creating content based on having a conversation with this person. If this person was sitting across the table from me, what would I say to them? How would I help them? If this person showed up at my table at a market or an event, how would I interact with them? And that is why we create this ideal client. Okay. So those are questions and things to think about that are a great starting point. Again, you can add more stuff. Or if you think I want some more questions that might be good jumping off points, just send me a message on Instagram and I can send you more questions. My ideal client 
for both of my businesses is at least like three typed pages. It's very detailed. It's very long, but that's where I go to create every single piece of content that I put out there. Now, I want to give you an example of what, who I think probably has a great ideal client. Now, when you look at businesses on Instagram or on TikTok or wherever you're looking at businesses and consuming their content, there's no way you're going to know who their ideal client is. But if you look through their marketing, you can kind of surmise who they're probably talking to. And they might be talking to you. If you're interested and um, you're, you're compelled by their marketing, they might be talking to you. But one company that I think does an excellent job with marketing is Nugget. And they make the foam play couches for kids that came out a few years ago. They were like super, super hard to get in 2020 and 2021. I think they're much easier to get now. But they're a high-end toy. They're uh, almost $300. And, but everybody had to have them. And so their marketing was really compelling, even when they didn't have any product in stock. So I went through some of their content and I thought about who do I think their ideal client is? So I want to share with you a little bit of what I think their ideal client might be. And you can always go and look up Nugget on Instagram um, and see if you agree with me, see what differences you think there might be. But this is a good activity to kind of get your juices flowing so that you can see what other businesses might be thinking about when they are serving their audience. Now, you want to make sure that you go to somebody who like creates good content. So you don't want to go to a business that's just posting photos with like a quote or a couple of hashtags. You want somebody who you can tell has a marketing strategy, right? So Nugget is a good example. They're probably marketing to a millennial mom who's middle to high income. She stays at home. She has two to three high energy, energy children who are under elementary age. She prioritizes activity over screen time, gets frustrated with being needed all the time, wants a break to eat a sandwich or read for a few minutes, owns a pickler and a rock climbing wall, cares about the aesthetic of her home, minimal when it comes to toys, doesn't mind spending money on high quality items for her children, shops at Target often, listens to true crime documentaries and watches Real Housewives after the kids go to bed, and is always behind on laundry. So that's like a very loose, quick um, idea of who I think their ideal client is, but based on their marketing, I think that's probably pretty close. So that's kind of what my thoughts are around that brand. Now I want you to go find a brand that you love that also shows up on social media or on email marketing, if, even if they're not on social a lot and they, but they are very consistent with their email marketing and you have emails, go through, spend five or 10 minutes and just look and then jot down, who do you think this ideal client is? And it's a really good activity, again, like I said, to start moving through who your ideal client is. And if you want to share it with me, you're absolutely welcome to share it with me. Just send it to me um, on Instagram or via email. And I would love to look over it with you. And then I want you to create your ideal customer. Okay. So that's going to be the biggest challenge for you. And this training today is not super long because this is what's going to take the bulk of your time this week. And I want to remind you that as a member of this program, you are only going to get the most out of it if you are implementing the things that we are talking about in every podcast and in every training. Now, are we going to run behind sometimes? Yeah, life happens. You're going to run behind sometimes. But I don't want you to get six months in and realize that you didn't implement stuff along the way and now you're trying to catch up, right? So really, really try to prioritize that time and to start implementing. And that's what I want you to do with this. You have to go sit down, give yourself at least an hour. If it can be quiet, great. If it can't and your kids are running around, then we have to do it, right? (laughs) 
it just happens. Write these things down and really, really try and sink into who your ideal client is, who you really want to serve, who they are on their deepest level. Because then when we start creating content together, when we start building your marketing strategy that is going to attract new people and keep the ones that you have, you're going to have a really clear picture of who you're talking to. And it's going to make content creation easier, more simple and fun, which is like, it should be fun, right? Your business should be fun. There's a few things that suck about running your business, but for the most part, it should be fun. I'm so proud of you for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode. And now it's time to go and implement. Take all of the information that you have learned and go and create that really detailed, exciting, creative, fun customer profile. And then send it to me on Instagram at jessica.guzikowski or email it to me. You have my email if you're in this program. And don't forget to add all of our coaching calls to your calendar so that you get a reminder and you can hop on live to take advantage of live coaching opportunities. Have a great week and I will see you again soon.